Hello and welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where Pat's in his truck, but I'm along for the ride. <laughs> and uh, my intro is slightly different, but what does that mean? I like I like yours better. Well, I had a little thing that I thought of, and then I thought I wanted to hear you talk because I miss your voice. So oh. yours was better. Yeah. So I'm actually just driving well, what home teeth. from church, and I think I'm going to do a few laps while I'm driving. But yeah, woohoo! I'm Patrick Mathers, pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. Oh, and I'm Brian Gumpy, congregant at Norwood Bible Church. Hey. Okay, when you put your shoes on in the morning, yeah. do you put both your socks on and then your shoes? Or do you put a sock and then a shoe and then a sock and a shoe on? I remember us having this conversation with Joel about how I was like 29 before I realized that I do it the exact same way every single day. And it like blew his mind because he didn't realize that he did it the exact same way every single day either. <laughs> I do left sock, left shoe, right sock, right shoe. Okay, okay. So I, I do right sock, right shoe, right uh, left sock, left shoe. Um, but Lily, when she, she gets up in the morning with me and goes to work or goes to school. I drive her to school every day. And she put both her socks on first and i asked her what kind of psychopath she is yeah she didn't know what i was talking about and then when i explained it to her she got all kinds of angsty because i called her on it and you know she what's said funny she was normal she thought she was normal and i was the oddball so that's how i figured out that i do it the same way every day is because i did what lily did one time and it felt so weird i'm like what's wrong something happened <laughs> This is not right. <laughs> and that was when I realized, oh, I do this the exact same way every day. Wait, I will say, lefty, though, though, I'm not I'm not a lefty. Lefty. Yeah, you're not lefty. No. Did you ride goofy foot when you skateboarded? Yes. Oh, OK. Maybe that's why you do left foot first. But a goofy foot is right foot first. <laughs> no, no, no. A goofy foot is left foot. Uh. Yeah, right foot first, and you put lead off, you push with your left. Yes. Yeah. Well, gosh, I do that too. There you go. Uh, I will say recently, there was a time when I did left sock, right sock, left sock, right, left shoe, right sock, right shoe, because there were multiple pairs of socks involved. That did happen recently. Oh, why was, why, oh, because it's one degree or zero degrees, right? It was cold, dude. It was cold. <laughs> so I know cold, having lived both in Wisconsin and the Bible college I went to was way up in the mountains and snowed a lot. But Did it? Um, what? Wait, yeah, it was up. What? It was up by Big Bear. Huh. So yeah, it snowed a lot up there, um, it, but it was super icy. It was like it would it would snow really hard and then melt really quick and then freeze again, and it was like. It was like a hockey rink. Oh, dude, I have a story to tell. Please. You were going to go somewhere. Okay, go, go. Go tell your story. I thought you had a story. No, I was just talking. Oh, dude. If you I follow me on Instagram, you know 
that like a week ago, I was the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. No, I follow you on Instagram and I don't know that to be the truth. Dude, last Saturday, so like eight days ago now, I was the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. That sounds like a classic Pat overstatement. No, dude. Eight days ago, I was the okay, most okay. scared <laughs> I've ever been in my entire life. Okay, okay. so Augie Fasher's in town. <laughs> Augie Fasher's in town. Friend of the show. Um, yeah. And we were going to go hike the incline for like my fourth time, right? He okay. likes getting outside and being active and all this other nonsense. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to take you up. That's a big, little more fat. active than he, he is, though, huh? Um, I mean, he knew it was going to be hard, but, like, he's yeah. done way longer hikes and stuff than I have. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he just likes it more than I do. But anyway, <laughs> so we were going to go and do the incline. So the incline, you go up it, it's called Manitou Springs, the little, like, town that it's in, which is, it's like, it's a historic town. And everything is, like, on the side of, like, these hills at the bottom of the mountains. And there's all of these, uh, well, water springs. They're not hot springs. They're just springs. I guess there's eight of them. And they're all supposed to taste a little bit different. And they taste really minerally. And they're, like, a lot of people hate them. And I think they're good. I probably like it a little extra because everyone else hates them. Anyway. But, dude, there's, like, an extra, like hippie factor going on in that town and so they had this event going on that day called the coffin races where it's like a boxcar derby but like human sized that sounds out fantastic of out of coffins and stuff yeah so <laughs> anyway it's this big event we couldn't even get within a mile of the base of the incline so okay. we just kind of start driving and we're hanging out and we're talking and we looked at one of the signs on the highway that we were on, and it said Pikes Peak. I'm like, oh, we were talking about maybe going up to Pikes Peak anyway. Pikes Peak is like the mountain. Like, there's a whole range that you can see anywhere in town. Like, you cannot escape it. No matter where you are, you can see the mountain range. Okay. And Pikes Peak is the big one. Right. And it's over 14,000 feet. Out wow. here, they call that a 14er. But wow. anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's up there. So I knew you could drive up there and it cost a bit of money. Turns out it's $30 a car to drive oh, up there. Wow. Yeah. But we're like, okay, let's do it. So I didn't really plan on driving up to Pikes Peak when I got in my truck that had one like kind of low tire that's kind of oh. bald <laughs> in my rear wheel drive 2000 Tundra with 450,000 miles on it. <laughs> but like I said, we were going to do the incline, and we just kind of happened to be on our way to Pikes Peak. So we said, okay. So we go through this booth. It's like a toll booth kind of thing. And they take my money. And like, just so you know, we just opened it up half an hour ago. It's still pretty snowy and icy up there, so just be careful. And my truck does not do well in the snow. <laughs> I just got some sweet winter tires right after all the snow started to melt away. Wow. But anyway, so we drive up there, and dude, I'm not 
exaggerating. I will, anybody who wants to text me, yeah, it's on the website and we make jokes about it, but I can hear the cynicism in y'all's voice and you haven't even said anything yet. You can text me, area code 530-383-2388, and I will text you a video of this road. I'm telling you, there are inches of shoulder. Why haven't you texted me this video? Inches of shoulder. Wait, why haven't you texted me this video? I don't know, but I will text... Dude, it's not my video. It's something on YouTube. I will send it to you. All right. Dude, I was not taking video. I was at 10 and 2. 100% (laughs) of the time. Okay. And there was one time when my wheels lost traction on this skinny little snaky little road going up to 14,000 feet and you look over there's no guardrails on this road why are there no guardrails on a road that has no shoulder and there's like thousand foot drops off the side I don't know how multiple people don't die on this road every single week I don't get it (laughs) and like I said I lost traction Pat my hands started shaking uncontrollably I was actually afraid I was going to die on this road on our way up to Pikes Peak. And Man. so we get, we you see all the weird? mile markers Is it weird and stuff. That, wait, wait, wait. Is it weird that I'm super jealous of Augie right now at this point? Oh, not at all. <laughs> Trauma makes for great stories. Ah, <laughs> I wish I was there. I... Dude, when you come out here, I'll do it. But I don't yeah, want to do it if there's snow on the road. Oh, we got to do it if it's icy. We got to go up there and, like, pour buckets of water just so that it gets icy for us. I will text you that's that YouTube video. <laughs> but that was the most terrified I've ever been. In Dude, my they, they do a motorcycle race up there. Like, as fast as you can go, who can get from point A to the top of Pikes Peak? They, they told us like- that this was the last year or next year is going to be the last year. And then they're going to stop doing it because too many people have died. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got to go, dude. Yeah. So I hope that they said next year is the last year. Like, maybe they were under contract or something. But, oh, dude, YouTube it. It's wild. Oh, no, I've seen it. That's how I knew about it. I've seen that that race before. Oh, uh, yeah. It is so, unreal. Uh, yeah. I did it at 10 miles an hour, and it was terrifying. <laughs> That was great. Oof. That was so good. Oof. But anyway. Hey, wait, did, t- you, hey did you listen to anything while you're doing that drive? Wink, oh. Wink. Oh, I, I did. But it was not what we're going to talk about. But oh, okay. I know. Well, it's mostly because I had no service at 13,000 feet. And so I had to listen to stuff that was downloaded on my phone. So... <laughs> I will say that ever since then, I have been listening to Kanye West's Jesus is King relentlessly. Relentlessly. I I have not listened to it relentlessly. I've listened to it three times now, twice since you and I talked about maybe doing an episode on it. And first of all, before we get there, so just give me your general thoughts on the whole everything that's going on surrounding him right now before the album like what what do you think about all the stories and stuff 
Honestly, that's good because I wanted to spend most of the time talking about everything surrounding it anyway. Like, okay. we could talk about the album and we for sure <laughs> will, but I'm way more fascinated by everything surrounding it. So, uh, I, to be fair, I've only read headlines for the most part. Okay. Uh, but I think I'm going to start with my own kind of experience. Uh, like learning about like him putting out this album and him, you know, uh, passing it off as sincere, I suppose. <laughs> like you can hear where I'm at even just by the phrasing of that sentence. But I was pretty cynical. We've talked about Kanye West in the past. Yeah. Uh, and my, my stance is he made up his mind years ago that they are, can't be heroes without villains. And so he is going to be content to play the antagonist and do it as well as anybody ever has. And that's going to be the way that he gets uh, airtime. That's going to be the way that he gets attention and fame. And that was just going to be what he relegated himself to. And then you've got him like coming alongside Donald Trump and the Make America Great Again hat and like just like meeting with him in the Oval Office and on down the line. And even as he's kind of fallen out of the public eye from a mute. Hey, dude, you're gone. Dude, Ryan. His. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. We had a weird bloop, boop, boop. I wonder if that's going to show up in the recording. Or that's if everyone fine. just think we're going to create, or that we're crazy. Dude, I, I just drove by Popeye's. And the line is all the way out Popeyes and halfway down Mangrove, down past Great Harvest Bread. We're going to have to talk about that on a different episode because I still don't understand the Popeyes thing. Dude, I am shocked. I mean, that sandwich is amazing. A freaking legally amazing. But I don't know if I'd wait in that line for it. Anyways, Their timing couldn't have been worse. It launched okay. right when I moved to a place where there's like 10 Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> Dude, I had Chick-fil-A. Anyways, hey. Okay, so back to Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we just took a commercial break. <laughs> Dude, I went to Okay, then I'm going to do I'm a, I went to Chick-fil-A when I was down in Southern California and it was so good. So I went at least once every day when I was down there. Golly, I yeah. love Chick-fil-A. I'd had it once before I moved here and I've had it like 14 times since. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that Popeye's sandwich is no joke, though, man. It's for real. The for real deal. I think we have one Popeye's here. Maybe two. I'll try and track uh, one down. Well, if you got anyway. a minute to go get that sandwich, get it. And then tell me more about Kanye. Okay. So, when this came up, I'm thinking, okay, the villain thing has run its course. Once people know you as the villain, how do you flip the script? How do you get that attention again? You become the angel, right? And so... To me, at first, there's a little bit of cynicism. It's just Kanye being Kanye. Not even blaming him for it, but just like, this is all part of the act, right? And then i just been having that in my head all week long, and I remembered there's this rapper that I follow on Twitter. He was on uh, the Humble Beast label, and uh, he would tweet stuff all the time. And regardless of what the subject matter was, it could have been about sports. He would end his tweets with the hashtag pray for Kanye. And that came to mind this week. And I was just thinking, holy crap. 
I thought it was so cool back in the day that this guy would end his tweets with hashtag pray for Kanye. And it's tongue in cheek, maybe, but whatever. The Just the notion of like, you know, pray for somebody like Kanye. And then I see myself, him saying that he's come to faith and just playing it off as an act, which it totally could be. But at the same time, what kept coming through my head, the phrase was, what do you want to see happen? Right? Like, if a man says that he's come to faith in Christ and he puts out an album, a gospel album, and he's talking about the gospel in it, and you're going to respond with cynicism, then maybe it's probable, maybe it's improbable. But if you're not going to respond with hope, then what do you want to see happen? Because that whole hashtag pray for Kanye thing, if you took it seriously then, and then you see <coughs> happen what you were hoping and praying would happen, and you respond to it with cynicism, then you weren't actually hoping that that would happen. So I am in a slightly different place than you about it all. So I first saw him uh, for something about Sunday service a while back. It, it, yeah. it, it was quite a while. And I read about it because I was intrigued. And what I read was, for me, not discouraging. It, it wasn't like full-on preaching the gospel, embracing the, you know, like we were seeing lately. But what when I read that, I like thought, Huh. Well, I wonder what's there. I, I don't I don't know why you would just fake that. Um, I get you can and I get oh here's a fire truck. Um I get you he could be faking it, but to what end? You know, what what could possibly be the end of this for him? Um it's not gonna sell him more albums. Right. It's 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 not going to in in gender you know endear him to a group that he feels like he needs to be endeared to. Um, th- this this feels like shooting yourself in the foot if it's just Kanye being Kanye. <clears throat> and then so because of that, I actually like I I've never really done this before, but I put an alert on my phone when Sunday service stuff came up in my Twitter feed. Uh-huh. And, and so I started reading uh, every article I could on it, and the more I read about it, the more I was like, "Oh, geez, this this sounds legitimate. This sounds like he's really, really go for it." And but that was before I even knew that Jesus's King was coming. I mm-hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of that at first, and then I saw that was coming, and I'm like. I, then I started getting that little bit of skepticism, like, well, maybe this is him just being him, you know? Um, but then I started reading more, and, and then I found out that he was going to uh, guy, a, pass, a church where a guy pastors for, he's a master's guy. No and, way. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He snuck in the back door, and he sat in the back for like a couple of weeks before he even introduced himself. And he would just come after it started and leave right before it ended so he didn't talk with anybody. And apparently he didn't roll in with an entourage or anything. It was just maybe him and another guy or maybe two other people 
but they would just sit in the back and listen. And then after a couple of weeks of coming, he introduced himself to the pastor. And so they started meeting together and um, Kanye asked him to disciple him. And <clears throat> so they started discipling together for several weeks, like four or five, six, seven, eight weeks. And then Kanye went, he has a big ranch in Wyoming that I didn't know about, but he was, he would once a week secretly fly the pastor out there and they would do like an intensive all day inductive Bible study. And what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he'd fly him back out here to California and there was, and there, that was happening weekly is the guy would get flown. The pastor would get flown out and that was the pastor who spoke, not this last one, because I think the last Sunday service, well, there was one today, but I think the one that was in Wyoming. So that might have been two Sunday services ago. But he spoke and like full on, not only gospel message, but reformed gospel message. And I'm like, there's no way this guy gets up and talks at one of his events if this isn't like the for real deal. They're so different. crazy. There's just no way. And so then I started like looking at interviews like with a different um, frame of reference. And I started looking for like like reformed phrases or or you know gospel-centric phrases like in our circles would be. And I started seeing them pop up all over the place. <clears throat> and I'm like, man, this is and did you see the um, the airplane? karaoke with uh james corden no oh somebody dude, sent it to me but i haven't watched it yet. you gotta watch it it is so good at, at this point you know what i gotta huh. be perfectly honest dude i think he's legit i think it's genuine and i could be totally wrong and he could be doing his thing but <clears throat> i mean he looks different he doesn't have that scowl in his brow that he always had before he is smiling all the time. Um, I read a couple of articles where people who are who know him and are surrounded by him saying he's a different dude. He's humble. He's super loving and gracious, and just not the same thing. So, man, I, I'm I'm like I'm all in. I think it's the for real deal too. So here's what I've been thinking: is best and worst case scenario, right? Yeah. So. Your worst case scenario, you know, it made me think of a C.J. Mahaney sermon that I heard where he was talking about the people who were mocking Christ on the cross and they're calling him like, oh, king of the Jews, king of the Jews. And even in their mocking, they can't help but proclaim truth, right? Right. So if the worst case scenario is this man uh, insincerely put out a gospel album... How bad is that? And well, the best case no. scenario is that Kanye West is a trophy of God's grace. Yeah. Yeah. What a trip, man. I'm going to tell you what. I, 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 for the life of me, right at this moment, honestly don't see anything that would lead me to believe that the worst case scenario that you're talking about is true. I think, I think for me, the worst case scenario would be that he, he is dabbling. 
Yeah. And and he's he's just dabbling and it's this is just for a season and he's going to move on to the next thing here in a couple of years or something. That's that at this point with what I've read to me that's the worst case. Yeah. And that that would be really unfortunate and and kind of that would be really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, he's still proclaiming Christ as king. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a weird time to be alive. <laughs> dude, it is weird. I I I love it. I, yeah. I've I've listened to them, like I said, three times now. And it, it, you know what? To, I'm gonna be honest, it is not my genre. Right. That is that is not my wheelhouse. And I, I like some rap and I like some gospel music, but th- it, th- it is not my wheelhouse. But man, I cannot help but just like grin and just go, oh yeah, when I hear some of the things he's saying there as he's going along there, man. Yeah. So like talking about the album itself, uh, it's not the best Kanye I've ever heard. Well, I mean, lyrically it is. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the worst either yeah. uh you know you kind of brace yourself for like okay he's gonna put out an album where like the content is like way different from what he would normally put out and dude even to the point where you listen to it you get to the end and spotify does that thing where it makes like a radio based on you know what you've been listening to uh-huh. and the thing and the thing that the song that came on after it was a Kanye West song and it was the biggest whiplash to the most <laughs> vulgar and profane song and I was like whoa <laughs> but uh no like it's not bad and a lot of people who are people who are into Kanye West and also christian people i've heard them bag on it just like musically and like i said it's not his best but it's not his worst either um dude i made i put some tweet out there because the song use this gospel has kenny g on it and (laughs) and i said what do you think was going through kenny g's mind when he gets the call from Kanye West people asking him to be on the album. And then Casey, Lou, he sends me this link to this article talking about the relationship that they've had over the years and about <laughs> just like what good friends they are. And that just tripped me out even further. You know, but, I'm not surprised by that though. No, no, no. Even Michael Bolton ended up like having an appearance in that article. And then like, that makes lots of sense. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Dude, like, there, uh, so like, there's I there's some songs like the closed on Sunday like, song. The closed on Sunday song is great. Yeah, that's super funny musically. I can't really get into it. No, but it, it's all about the lyrics in that one. Yeah, but it's yeah. funny. And dude, like Rachel, we were driving around listening to it, and she goes, "What do you think this means?" And I look at her, I go, "I think it means he's Sabbatarian." <laughs> <laughs> I think it does too. <laughs> but the, the song Sila is the best one on the album, I think, for me. Um, oh. It is, it, it's, it, it's almost like he's just reading a psalm to music. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Like, I, that one I am really impressed with. And I listened to that one uh, at least six or seven times over and above what I listened to the whole album. 
Uh, yeah. But that one song, Sela, is man. It that I don't know how you sing that stuff without some kind of conviction, either good or bad. You know. Yeah. On God, if I remember right, I think that's the one where it sounds like it could be like a Kanye West song, not lyrically, but like musically. It sounds like it could be a Kanye West song on just about any album. And that was interesting to me, too, is like knowing and we talked about this on our other episode about Kanye West. I love that we've had two episodes just about Kanye West. Right. Um, <laughs> but about how he uses the human voice a lot, oh, even right. in making yeah. beats and things like that. Yeah. And it just lends itself so well to a album with a message so that was cool and i'm looking right now this is distributed by def jam records (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i again like i said for all the antagonists antagonists yeah uh like what do you want to see happen like, what would need to happen for somebody like Kanye West to come to Saving Faith and you to be convinced? Like, do they have to go through, like, a period of time where they're just on blocks and don't do anything and just, sh- like, be penitent? And, or, like, when somebody turns around and just immediately makes a gospel album, like, is that a, like why is that a problem? Because yeah. I, think, I think that's been... <clears throat> really interesting to be somebody who was on the cynical side at first and then realizing like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. We, we wouldn't do that with other believers. If somebody came in to the, you know, the back of the church and, you know, on a Sunday and they were convicted under the weight of the sermon and their own sin. And they came up afterwards and professed faith in Christ and repented. um, We would take them out as quick as we could and get them baptized. I think after talking with them and then get them baptized and get them into the church and see them become members. I mean, we, 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 it might not happen in a week. It might take a month or two for that, all that to take place, but we certainly wouldn't make them linger around in the back and just, you know, well, you need to hear 19 sermons and, and before we can be convinced of it, you know, we, we right. would take them at their word. And so I, 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 Early on, once I started reading all this stuff, thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take him, at, take this at its word, its face value, until I know otherwise. Um, somebody I was talking with today said, you know, that there's a bunch of Christians that are bashing him and saying, oh, we can't, you know, you can't know, you know, he he's just doing this for whatever reason, or or this is just a show, or you know, you got to give it time. Remember how Bob Dylan. Uh, you know, he professed faith and then he apostatized. And I'm thinking, I, I don't know those people. Like, those aren't the people I'm reading or uh, I, I can't think of a single person <clears throat> that I've read that's a Christian that is like bashing him. Uh, a lot of people are like you, like a little cynical at first and like, oh, let's wait and see. And oh, this sounds good, but, but let's wait and see kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know anybody that's outright like, no way, this just isn't true. But I'm sure they're out there. And I think those people need to repent. Totally. And you know, you think that you have something to lose by affirming somebody who might not be regenerate or who's going to like apostatize like at the next turn. But you have way more to lose by denying someone and not extending them grace. Right. Way more to lose. 
dude, that's a good point. Like, what, what, yeah, what benefit is there besides your own self congratulation for mm-hmm. you to hold to withhold um, your uh, your view of their redemption or not? Dude, get over yourself, man. It's yeah. by grace you have been saved. If God's extended grace to somebody else, praise God and and glorify in it. What we're supposed to think the best of people, right? We're, we're that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to um, weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. And dude, he's rejoicing right now, and he's rejoicing in the Lord. And uh, it would be, I think, foolish, unwise, and downright sinful if if I don't say, all right, cool, you know, and, and worship God, or maybe all right, cool is stupid. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I should be grateful for the grace of God that he's extended to Kanye and, and to me too. It, it puts my faith in perspective as well. I saw a thing today saying, you know, who does Kanye think he is to believe that as long as he has to have faith in Christ, after all his misogyny, his violence, his sexual um, antics and whatnot. And the end of it was like, he's exactly right. That you, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what you do. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you're saved. And it doesn't matter who it is. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I could be naive. I, I probably am, but I would rather be optimistically naive than to be, you know, so cynical that I can't trust somebody's profession of faith. And, you know, I thought about it, too. It could have been somebody who would immediately be taken seriously. Like, I just, my mind keep go, keeps going, to If Jay-Z came out and said that he had come to, like, faith in Christ, then I don't think anybody would be having, like, the level of skepticism that people are having about Kanye. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I totally see somebody like Jay-Z just kind of falling into obscurity if that happens. Whereas Kanye just immediately turns around and puts out an album. (laughs) And I think that that is like, I think that plays to just his intrinsic personality to where the man has no shame and no fear. And so (laughs) immediately this is what he like cares about and is passionate about. So he just puts out an album about it. Today it's it's Jesus. It's great. And I thought about how it could, at first I was like, man, like, couldn't have God saved somebody that was people are going to take more seriously? And now I'm like, we wouldn't have gotten an album if that was the case. And now we have an album. Well, it makes perfect sense. Honestly, God's wisdom is not man's wisdom. And it makes, it, it, to me, I'm like, yep, I, I totally see this is something the Lord would do. Um, <laughs> and on that line... You know, Kanye's like the Apostle Paul here. I mean, I mean, that's a weird analogy. I've drawn but, the same connection. But, I really have. But Paul was the worst of sinners. Nobody believed he got saved. Everyone was skeptical and suspicious. Paul immediately went out and started sharing the gospel. And yeah, he went off and studied in Arabia. And yeah, he went and conferred with the apostles. But man, he was preaching. Well, Kanye went off and that, studied in Wyoming. What's your I point? Know. Well, no, my point is, is that, that well, the Apostle Paul had to let down on, in a basket out the side of the, the city um, because he was so hated. And, man, I, that might be <laughs> where Kanye goes to. Although the Sunday service today was in Baton Rouge, um, and apparently a 1,000 people 
came forward when the invitation was given and Kanye didn't even give it. In fact, it was like the, uh, the article I read about it said that he maybe was 20% of the whole service. He was content to sit back and to sing with the choir or to get down out with the congregation and not even be up front. Like it Dude. was just, it was just other people having a Sunday service and Kanye happened to be there and say a few things and sing a song. Welcome to 2019, year of the <laughs> right? Kanye Crusades. <laughs> Dude, the world's flipped on its head. <laughs> I love it. I love so it good. Too. I love it too. God is great. Uh, that was fun. I like that. Yeah, I miss these talks. Dude, we used to have these talks all the time. It's true. It's <laughs> true. Well, you got anything else? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. I got silly stuff, but I don't want to end on silly stuff, really. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, well, sweet. Well, do you have a question? Oh, okay. I, I have a question of the day. Uh, what just what we started with? What, how do you put your socks and shoes on? <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to know if I'm really weird. Like, I, I, I gave the business to my daughter, and she swears she was right. So, how do you put your socks and shoes on? Is it sock shoe, sock shoe, socks, then shoes? I guess that's the only two options. <laughs> uh, or like me, left sock, right sock, left sock, right sock, left shoe, <laughs> left shoe. No, it was left sock, right sock, left sock, left shoe, right sock, right shoe. Wow, that's dude, what it was. you know what I? You know what I did today? I literally slipped on right flip flop, left flip flop, and went to church. <laughs> I'm still wearing shorts. <laughs> oh gosh. It was zero degrees when I was outside taking orders last Wednesday. Zero degrees. Dude, but the you funny moved, thing is you moved to, there. I don't feel bad for you, man. But the funny thing is today was t-shirt weather. So that's great. That is so good. <laughs> dude, I don't think we've talked since this happened. On October 9th, Denver set its record for fastest drop in temperature. It dropped wow. 64 degrees in 24 hours. Wow. It went wow. from 80 degrees to 16. Wow. It was wild. Dude, that is, well, a good thing that's the record and you don't have to go through that again next year probably. And then within two days, it was back to the 70s. Yeah, wow. I weirdly love how schizophrenic the weather is out here. <laughs> I love how unschizophrenic the weather is here. Well, good for you. <laughs> that I can That's just fine. wear shorts and flip-flops almost all year round. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Left sock, right sock, right shoe, barefoot, flip-flop. We believe <laughs> you belong. <laughs> <laughs>